in the garden with Keynes Garden Centre Kilcolgan for the best selection of trees and shrubs in the west of Ireland. See keensgardencentre.ie. And Tom is lined up and ready to go. Mr. Stewart, how are you? Very good, Alan. Good morning to you. And good morning to you too. Feels unusual to be talking to you at an earlier time, but we love talking to you no matter when it is. So thanks very much for joining us. As ever, there are two €30 vouchers for Keynes Garden Centre to be won. But even if you don't win one of those vouchers and you get your question answered, that is worth its weight in gold. So send in your gardening questions for Tom, 086-1800-964. Before we get to all of that, plus the homework that Tom usually has laid out for you, uh, we're going to go with this week's topic. Tom, which is to do with uh, potatoes it's growing seed potatoes and you're going to give our listeners and the gardeners of Clare some hints and tips for growing one of our favourite vegetables the humble spud yeah indeed and thank you Alan so in Ireland we certainly we love our spuds and, and there's nothing better than the taste and the satisfaction of your own homegrown crop nice and all as potatoes are homegrown uh, uh, beats any other shop bought stuff easily so it's good good to grow them yourselves potatoes are an easy enough crop to grow and if you haven't tried them yet you should definitely give it a go they can be grown in containers if digging the ground is not an option so there's no excuse not to get planting Traditionally, around about St. Patrick's Day is the time to look at planting your seed potatoes. But we do encourage our customers to buy them early as if you leave it too late to buy them, a lot of the popular varieties will be sold out. So buy early to have the best choice and selection. The types of potatoes include like first early, second early and main crop with lots of varieties in each type. So first earlies, as the name suggests, are the first to be harvested and are usually planted around mid to late March. Second earlies come next. They stay in the ground a little bit longer and are usually planted maybe the same time or up to maybe even early April. And main crop seed potatoes, they take the longest to be ready to harvest and they get planted around mid-April. Your first earlies will be ready to harvest around June or July. Your second earlies, you know, weather dependent on that, around July and August. And the main crop varieties, they're ready to lift from usually from late August through to October. And um, early varieties don't store as well, so they're best eaten fresh. Whereas main crops, they'll store well for you, so they'll keep for longer. Uh, so keep it in mind when you're when you're uh, planning what to plant and and where you'll plant it. Uh, how long they'll be in the ground. And if you want space for growing other crops, uh, first earlies will be in the ground for a shorter length of time and take up less space and have a smaller yield. So these varieties can be ideal for growing in, in containers or where space is limited. So where main crops take up more space and will have a lot of uh, a lot bigger yield. Planting seed potatoes is done after the threat of a hard frost has passed they can tolerate a light frost, usually with a soil temperature around 10, 9 to 10 degrees and in soil that's not too wet, preferably in a nice sunny location in the garden. As potatoes do much of their growing underground, you don't want to plant them in heavy, compacted soil. Digging in plenty of compost and well-rotted manure before planting would be of huge benefit to your crop and even later on. So then in the, the different varieties, we we'll say in first early, some of the favourites for myself are the likes of Home Guard and Orla. Uh, Orla is an excellent variety. It's blight resistant, but great tasting variety. Lovely baked. It can also be left in the ground a little bit longer and grown as a second early. So Home Guard, Orla's or Sharps Express, they're quite nice as well. Second early varieties that are popular are British Queens. They're amongst the most popular second early variety. Excellent for taste and flavour. Then you get Maris Piper, which is great for chips and roast potatoes. And Charlotte is a lovely salad potato, really versatile all rounder that can be cooked in lots of different ways. Then in the, in the main crops, uh, that we love to grow include the likes of roosters and records. They're lovely flowery spuds and a great taste. And then there's another variety called Kelly. It's a great main crop that has great resistance to blight, stores really well, and is a great all-rounder for cooking. 
And I, I always say to people, no harm in sticking to the tried and tested varieties or the traditional varieties. But I'd encourage people to try out a new variety each year. You might discover a new favourite. Um, before planting your seed potatoes, you should chit them or sprout them to allow them to sprout. Uh, this uh, can help give you an early harvest and a slightly bigger yield. You can place your seed potatoes maybe on an egg carton or a seed tray with the end with the most eyes facing upwards. Place them in a cool light spot, somewhere frost free with a bit of light and allow them to develop these short chubby little sprouts they're dark purple in color and that can take about four to six weeks then when growing potatoes in the ground uh, plant early in salad types maybe about five inches deep and about a foot apart with it about two feet between the rows main crop potatoes as we said earlier they require a little bit more space to produce a decent crop so plant them about five inches deep and maybe 15 inches apart and maybe two and a half feet between rows uh, plant potatoes with the shoots or the eyes facing upwards. Once the potato plants start to grow, you earth them up or you bring soil up around the stems. So this will help to prevent sunlight getting into the tubers, which would turn them green and, and somewhat inedible. It also helps protect the stalks from any late frost and give you more room for the potatoes to grow. So uh, earthing them up is, is a popular thing to do. You can use a spade or a hoe to earth up the plants, uh, leaving a small bit poking out of the top. As the plants continue to grow, you keep earthing them up. Um, so if you're growing in bags or if you're growing them in containers, make sure that they have holes for drainage and then use a good quality compost with some manure or soil uh, enricher. Fill the container about one third to depth, place the seed potatoes with the eyes facing upwards and cover with about five inches of compost. Uh, then one or two seed potatoes to a bag or small container will be plenty. If you plant too many, uh, it will result in very small potatoes. So avoid trying to put too many uh, seed potatoes in your in your containers. As the plants grow, earth them up by topping up the container or topping up the bag with your compost mix. You'll do this maybe two or three times until soil comes right almost to the top of the bag. So it's very important as well to, to keep your seed potatoes well watered by washing them regularly, nice consistent washing. Um, potato blight can sometimes be a problem, but you can overcome this by planting some of the blight-resistant varieties, like the Orla, Sarpo varieties, and Kelly. Uh, you can also keep out, uh, keep an eye out for blight warnings. So Metairn are usually good for this, uh, and you can spray your plants in advance to protect them from getting blight. Uh, slugs can sometimes be a problem, so maybe use some of the organic slug pellets um, and use them little and often. Then for harvesting your seed potatoes, that's the time when most of us enjoy um, your first earlies are best dug, uh, dug as when uh, as and when you need them, usually after about 10 or 12 weeks after planting, depending on soil and weather. Um, they might be flowering or just finished flowering. Uh, you can carefully dig with a fork just to check them. They should be of a medium size, maybe a little bit bigger than a hen's egg is, is a good kind of guide to go for. Uh, similar with the second earlies, they're ready after about 12 or 13 weeks after planting and best dug or lifted as required as they don't store very well. Uh, but you, you can be left in the ground and lifted when needed. If you have more than, your need, than you need, I'm sure neighbours or friends will always be delighted with a bucket or two of fresh homegrown uh, spuds. Main crops, they're ready about 20 weeks after planting. This can be maybe from August to October, depending on when they were planted. Main crops tend to store better, so keep them in cool, frost-free place and only store undamaged potatoes. So sometimes paper bags or hessian sacks can be used to keep the light uh, from getting into your crop. A few different varieties to keep an eye out for, uh, include the likes of Purple Rain. So Purple Rain is a variety that's very high in antioxidants, great for chips and mash, and has a purple skin and a purple flesh. 
or there's another new variety called Irish Gold, uh, somewhat of a newish variety grown in North County Dublin. Really good all rounder, fantastic flavour and yield, and also very high in antioxidants, being hailed as somewhat of a superfood. So call into your local garden centre or give us a shout here in Canes. We have plenty of varieties to choose from and we'll even give you lots of advice and hints and tips. Brilliant stuff. And I think there's one or two questions coming in on potatoes, which we'll get to in just a little while. But before that, you have a few tasks drawn up for the Clare Gardeners, Tom, for the week ahead. Yeah, certainly, Alan, a few things to be considering. So the likes of onion sets and shallots and garlic, they're all available to buy at this time of the year. So pick up your favourite varieties and even try a few new ones. You can you can see them close to the seed potatoes in most shops. Uh, with spring soon approaching, and even at the weekend, I, I felt it was a little bit of spring in the air, you can dig some farmyard manure into beds to condition and enrich your soil. So uh, that's always good to go digging in some manure or even compost just to uh, enrich your soil or condition your soil. And then the summer flowering bulbs are available to buy at this time of the year. The likes of your dahlias, your Begonias, lilies, agapanthus, gladioli, all great for summer colour and easy to grow. So you get those into pots now and, and they'll be giving you a nice colour in the summer. Brilliant stuff. So those are a couple of jobs in the garden uh, if you want to uh, tend to them in the week ahead. Now, if you have any questions for Tom, do send them in to us on 086-1800-964. Remember, there are two 30-year vouchers for Cain's Garden Centre to be won. And the first question is coming from Tess Toomey, who's listening to Morning Focus. Tess says, I have a eucalyptus tree and it was cut back by a tree surgeon three years ago and it has never grown back. Any ideas why, Tom? Morning, Tess. Yeah, the eucalyptus trees are a lovely tree, and they usually, in in my experience, they do respond quite well to being clipped back. Um, it's surprising that you haven't seen any new growth. What I would probably do or recommend to do, Tess, is um, low low down on the bark or just above ground level, a few inches. If you scratch the bark, maybe with your thumbnail, or just give it a little nick to see if there's green behind the bark that shows it's still alive. Um, that would be an indication that at least it's still alive, and it might be just you know, waiting to, for a, a bit of inspiration to kickstart. But if you were to scratch the bark a couple of times and there was no sign of life, perhaps it has died for some reason. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't really attribute the cutting back of the tree that would result in the dying of it. It might have been something else if it is dead. But I do that little scratch test test with uh, with a thumbnail. Just scratch it, see if there's green behind the bark. If not, and it looks quite dead, check it in a few places. Maybe have a chat with the guy who cut it back. He might take a look at it for you. But um, as I said, usually the respond quite well to uh, cutting back they can suffer a bit in extreme frosts and stuff like that but um, usually even with extreme frosts and cold conditions they're usually good at recovering they might look a bit dishevelled but they usually recover so um, I'd say try that scratch test and see how you get on and um, hopefully it's it's still um, the screen behind the bark and still good to go Okay, hopefully uh, there is still some life in your eucalyptus tree, Tess. Uh, Pat is up next and Pat must have known what we're going to be talking about this week, Tom. He says, I've just sown my Orla potatoes in beds in our polytunnel. When should I expect to be digging them out, wonders Pat? Yeah, good morning, Pat. So Orla, fantastic variety. So, um... You can have it, you can have it in the ground as a first early or you can leave it a little bit longer. It's one of those that can will benefit from being left in the ground a little bit longer and use it as a second early. So usually about, we'll say, 13 to 15 weeks, there, thereabouts. Um, in around that time, um, you could maybe have a little nosy or a little uh, look underneath the ground, gently tease it up with a fork just to see are they of a decent size. And if they are, you could start to harvest them from then. And as we were saying earlier, some of the earlier varieties their storage, they don't store as well as some of the main crops. They don't hold as well. So I'd nearly lift them as required and, and use them up, you know, relatively quickly. But um, 
13 to 15 weeks path there thereabouts you might get them a little bit sooner in, in the tunnel and as I said have a little investigation see if they're of a decent size and then lift as required Okay, uh, hopefully that helps. Pat, next up is Jerry, who's in Gort, who's wondering, is now a good time to sow laurel hedges or laurel hedge offcuts? Uh, certainly, uh, Jerry. Yeah, laurel is um, a good plant to take cuttings from. So you could take um, at probably at this time of the year, it might be more likely to be hardwood cuttings. So. Um, stems that are a bit more woody in, in, in their nature. Now you could also do softwood cuttings again using a small bit of rooting powder pot them either into um, some pots with multi-purpose compost or you could do the hardwood cutting straight into the ground Jerry if you wanted to um, and after a few weeks you'd hopefully see a little bit of new growth coming on them which would be an indication that they've started to take root. Um, I'd probably leave the, the if they're done in the ground I'd leave them for a while just to develop a decent root, uh, root structure and then maybe after you know a few months seven or eight months you could start to maybe lift them and and transplant them to an area where you want them to grow or perhaps jerry you might be happy to leave them where where they are going but by all means you could do um some cuttings at this time of the year jerry okay we'll move on to breed who's listening to morning focus and ennis how you breed uh breed's question tom is what is the best feed for indoor plants natural if possible many thanks good morning breed yeah um Baby Bio do a lovely, uh, or quite a good, effective uh, organic uh, feed. So that's one I'd probably, and we sell a lot of it in the shop. So I'd recommend that one breed. Um, as I said, it's it's like the, your traditional Baby Bio comes in that um, shape bottle that you might be familiar with, but you can get an organic version of it and it's quite good. And, and I know in, in our own shop, a lot of our customers use it and, and they, uh, they're they happy with the results. So yeah, look out for that Baby Bio organic one. You should be good. Okay, Aveen in Kilmihill is up next. She says, good morning, Tom and Alan. Good morning, Aveen. Aveen says, I have three palm trees in my garden. They are there about 15 years and have gone quite wild and big. I trimmed them back a few years ago, but they still looked very wild. I was thinking of taking them away completely, but I'm wondering, can I do something to downsize them rather than remove them, as I will feel the garden bare without them? Thanks very much. Morning to you, Avian. Yeah, sometimes if you have large trees and stuff, and if they, as you described, if they got a bit too big and wild, um, that creates an issue. And then obviously, if too much of them gets removed and it creates a gap, that can also be an issue. Now, um, sometimes different people will have different names on on palm trees. Some people refer to Leylandes as palm trees. Other people refer to cordelines as palm trees. Um, if it's something like Leylandes, they can get very big. They, if they're cut back severe, they don't regenerate and they just kind of stop growing and they can look a bit kind of oddly shaped. So there are plenty of people do that, but um, it, it's one of those that probably you're nearly as well to remove completely. The cord lines, if it is a cord line, which also sometimes gets called palm trees, they can be cut down to the ground level and it would re-sprout and, and, and come up again at a kind of a more reasonable size uh, initially anyway, even for a while. So um, perhaps you could also consider if if you remove them all together and you're concerned about a slight gap in there, there's plenty of kind of mature plants and mature trees that you get maybe anything from seven or eight foot or even bigger um, that you, you could have a little look around and see what you would like to replace it just before you, you remove something in, uh, completely. And if you have something lined up as a replacement, as soon as the plants get removed, you have something new to put in. So it'll, it won't leave too large of a gap in your view or your, your shelter or your screening or uh, whatever the function of the plants might be in that regard. So I'd say even have a little look out, consider removing them all together. If, if there's something that gets too big and wild, consider having something as an alternative to go in there. And I'd say you could, you could drive on after that. 
Okay, we move from Aveen in Kilmihill to another listener who's in Kilmihill. That's Margaret. And Margaret's question, Tom, is when is the best time to treat moss on a lawn and to cut the grass? Uh, good morning, Margaret. Um, just in relation to cutting the grass, I'd say whenever there's a little bit of growth on the grass uh, and the conditions are OK for cutting it, not too wet or, or frozen or anything like that, I would cut. So, you know, plenty of people, if they had the opportunity, might even cut the lawn in December or even in January in this month if there was a little bit of growth and the conditions on the soil or on the on the lawn were um, suitable for cutting. In regards to treating the lawn for moss and, and um, you know, improving the condition of the lawn, generally speaking, um, most people will use granulated products to um, and apply granulated products onto the lawn. Um, and that's usually done. It's a little bit weather dependent, but usually from March or April onwards when the soil temperature has r- risen a little bit. So March or April for a lot of the granulated products like your traditional feed weed and moss killer or there's lots of other products of a similar nature that treat uh, the moss and, and feed the lawn in a granular fashion. Now you can also use, there's liquid products that don't depend on a soil temperature that are for moss treatment. Now they're moss treatment only, they don't feed or um, kill weeds around to just uh, tackle the moss, the likes of Instant Green and there's another product called Zero. So you can use those there. As I said, they're a liquid product. You dilute them down, usually 10 to 1 is the dilution rate and spray it on your lawn and has a has a good effect on, on treating the moss. And then come March or April, you could start to apply some of the granulated products once your soil temperature has warmed up a bit. And uh, a lot of us are guilty of putting loads of stuff on in March or April and then leaving it and then 10 or 11 or 12 months later, they look at the lawn and go, oh, the moss is back again. So it's not really a, a one hit wonder. You should treat it uh, throughout the year, uh, spring, summer and autumn, and maybe even a little bit of a winter treatment with some of the liquid products. And by having a kind of suite of measures, you will kind of, you'll always have moss to deal with, but it'll be less of a big problem. So um, by treating it regularly, it just, it keeps it in check and it, it doesn't become so much of an issue, Margaret. But uh, as I said, the liquid product you could apply now and then March, April, once the soil warms up, you could apply your granulated products. Okay. And in Kilchani says, hi, Tom, I sow snowdrops every year, but they never come back. What am I doing wrong? Uh, good morning, Anne. There could be, um, well, I'm not suggesting you are doing anything wrong. There could be a number of factors that that might be at play on that. Sometimes um, if you planted them from bulbs, sometimes um, they're not as successful. Um, there's a term that's used, planting them in the green. So planting them as plants rather than as, as bulbs. Now, obviously, you're a bulb underneath, but sometimes you'll find more success with planting them in the green. So you can buy them in small little pots of, of potted up uh, bulbs. Um, sometimes, perhaps, if you've planted them in bulbs, might have just been you might have been unfortunate that they were unsuccessful sometimes you might even have animals kind of having a dig around you know anything from a a mouse or a uh, any other small little animals might be digging them up and and disturbing them or even removing them so it could be like that but planting them in the green and is is one thing to consider you tend to have a lot more of a success rate um by doing that so it's, it's worth considering planting them as potted plants and uh over time they should bulk up and spread out um like most bulbs they do like good drainage um a little bit of dapple shade is fine for snowdrops but a good drainage is essential so as long as they're not going into ground that's really really heavy or wet um you should have success with them Okay, Bernie from Crochine says her roses have started to shoot leaves. What should she do in relation to cutting them back? And now they have shoots, should she still cut them back below the leaf? 
Yeah, good morning, Bernie. And and it's usually in around now. We're almost in February. I usually recommend February for the month for cutting the back, but it won't make a whole lot of odds if you were to do it now. And like that, I've rose at home in my own garden. I have a little bit of new growth and, and new shoots and leaves on them, but I would cut them back for sure. Yeah, cut them back. You know, you, you know probably from looking at the plant, but maybe nine or 10 inches from the ground, cut them back hard whether there's new growth on them or not it won't have any effect they'll put on lots more new growth after that cutting them back will, will give you a more vigorous and more um, more productive uh, plant altogether so by all means give them a good hard cut back if you're ever unsure I always recommend people call into their local garden centres and have a look at the roses that are in the garden centre and they'll be cut back you know nicely and you can go home and kind of replicate what you saw in the garden centre with your own roses um, probably no harm to um just to make sure there's none of last year's leaf debris on the ground because it might be harboring a bit of black spot or fungus. So good garden hygiene at the base of the roses. So if you can, as much as you can get out to brush out or remove any leaf debris or any stems or anything from, from before, a good clean up around and then maybe apply a good mulch of farmyard manure or rose fertiliser after you've been cut back and uh, you'll have a lovely display then, Bernie, come the summer. Okay, and the last question of this week goes to Anthony, who says, is bottled water good to keep dogs off plants and grass in gardens? Uh, Good morning, Anthony. So I think um, what you're referring to is sometimes people will leave... um, plastic bottles of water on the grass on the area and my understanding is that the dogs they think um another dog has visited the garden and left these large things here and and they tend to go away so i don't know i i've heard mixed reports some people find it quite effective um other people not so much and maybe after time it loses its effectiveness uh but it's certainly worth trying it's it's um a relatively kind of cost-free uh, thing to do you know you'll, you'll probably have a plastic bottle around but i've have heard people saying they found it quite effective or the people have um said that over time it doesn't uh, stop the dogs coming onto the lawn but it's certainly worth trying anthony I, i'd give it a go as i said it's it's relatively cost-free and uh, it's doing no harm to anybody or anything so it's worth trying and but in my own experience it seems we have uh, mixed results on it Okay, maybe uh, try it out, Anthony, and get back to us and let uh, myself and Tom know if it has proven to be a success. Uh, That's it for this week. Uh, Congratulations to Tess Toomey and Aveen in Kilmihill with their eucalyptus tree and their palm trees uh, for getting in touch. Uh, Thanks to all of you for getting in touch with your questions, but the €30 vouchers for Keynes Garden Centre, one each going to Tess and Aveen. Uh, But well done to all of you for uh, getting in touch and getting your questions answered. And uh, an extra bula bus for Tom Stewart. Tom, thank you very much. Well played as ever. My pleasure, Alan. Thank you very much now. And we'll chat to you again next week uh, in the normal time of around 11.20 or so. Give him an extra hour in bed. He's probably up working about five hours at that stage. Uh, Thanks very much, Tom.